It was November 14, 1979, and flight JK-297 had just taken off from Salzburg in Austria, carrying 109 passengers. It made a quick stop in Mallorca before setting its course towards Las Palmas, one of Spain's Canary Islands, just off the coast of northwest Africa. Halfway through the flight, the pilot made a decision to make an emergency landing in Valencia, having said he believed he was on a collision course with an unknown object, a UFO. This is Unsolved Mysteries of the World, Season 5, Episode 5, The Menesis UFO Incident. Pilot Francisco Javier Lerda de Tejada and his flight crew noticed a set of red lights in the distance that were fast approaching their location. The lights appeared to be on a direct collision course with the aircraft and the crew. Alarmed and unsure what was approaching, they requested information about the lights from the Flight Control Center in Barcelona. The Flight Center picked up the objects on radar, and they were of no commercial aircraft. The Flight Control Center contacted Terrion de Ardo's military base in Madrid to see if it was military in nature. They, too, said the objects were appearing on their radar, but it wasn't theirs. Meanwhile, to avoid a possible collision, the captain changed altitude. However, the lights mirrored the altitude and stayed about a half a kilometer away, based on the radar indications from both the control tower and military radar. Because the objects were violating all safety rules, and an evasive maneuver was deemed impossible for the commercial airliner, the captain requested to make an emergency landing at Manisas Airport. It was the first time a commercial airliner would make an emergency landing upon seeing a UFO. The lights seemed to follow the aircraft's new position, but then the captain indicated the lights disappeared once they made their final descent towards the airport. Suddenly, however, three new UFO signals were detected by both military and flight control radar. Each one was estimated to be about 200 meters in diameter. One of the lights followed the aircraft as it touched down and ground crews, believing it was an unregistered flight experiencing difficulties, turned on the emergency lights and had fire crews and rescue personnel alerted. Given the amount of sheer unknowns, a Mirage F-1 fighter was scrambled to identify the aerial phenomenon. The pilot, Spanish Air Force Captain Fernando Camara, had to increase the speed to Mach 1.4 just to be able to get visual contact with what he said was a cone-shaped object displaying various ever-changing colors. But despite his speed, he was unable to keep up with the object and it flew out of sight. The captain was then alerted to another radar blip of another object to his immediate six. He turned sharply towards Valencia, weapons at ready. As he got visual sighting, the object increased speed and disappeared. The captain was then getting alerts from his aircraft that his electronic systems were not functioning properly. 
his flight systems were jammed, and his weapons disabled. Despite this, the captain increased acceleration to see if he could locate the object. His last visual was that it was speeding off towards Africa. For over an hour, the captain, without the help of his guidance and navigation systems, and his weapons jammed, continued to look for the object, but with his fuel now in short supply, he had to return to Spain. In March of 1979, the Spanish government classified all UFO issues, and only the Spanish military were able to investigate, leaving the incident that occurred shrouded in mystery. The Spanish Anomaly Foundation decided to investigate the incident independently, and after 20 years, they believe they have solved the mystery of the Manassas UFOs. But before we dive into that report, let us take a quick break. We will be right back with Unsolved Mysteries of the World, but first, here's a word from our sponsor. If you are traveling this year, it is important to get travel insurance. From flight delays to lost baggage to accidents and injury, no one will protect you more than world nomads. It is the trusted travel insurance broker for millions of adventure-seeking travelers with the best rates available anywhere. In fact, if you go to www.experiencethis360.com, you can get an instant, free, no-obligation quote right online. If you want the best protection at the best possible price, visit www.experiencethis360.com and sign up with World Nomads Travel Insurance. Now, back to the podcast. The Spanish Anomaly Foundation, without the full details that the military had, developed their own conclusion after 20 years of investigation in which they granted themselves a research prize. 20 years to get to this conclusion. They claimed that the UFOs were merely flare-ups raised from two combustion towers from an oil refinery. They claim a strong temperature inversion that night made the lights flash. They also go on to state that the pilot had, and I quote, important family problems underway, which unleashed an anxiety attack. They claim that the entire crew was influenced by the media in regards to UFOs and that their imagination simply took over. And what of those other lights in the sky? and the ones the ground control thought was an unregistered aircraft in need of assistance, the one that came close to the runway. Oh, them. They were simply stars and planets. To emphasize this conclusion, they even say that on the following days, many stars and planets were visible in the sky. <laughs> no kidding, like any other clear day. If commercial pilots, military captains, flight control decks, and ground crew are all confused about stars and planets, we are in serious trouble. And what about the military captain that had gone on record and said what he saw? He was also mistaken, or lying, or both. They indicate his weapon systems and navigational equipment jams were caused by the U.S. Navy helicopter's carrier, the Iwo Jima, that was sailing near the Columbretas Islands. Military records, however, show that the Iwo Jima was too far away to affect the Spanish aircraft and had no contact with it. In fact, the Iwo Jima has no military record of intercepting 
or contacting an incoming military presence from Spain whatsoever. In conclusion, they say the incident is just an unusual chance of circumstance, exaggeration, distortion of events, and otherwise trivial. After this conclusion, they patted themselves on the back and gave themselves an award. Ironically, in 1994, the Spanish Air Force declassified their own report, stating the incident was nothing but an optical illusion and some stars and planets, very similar to the award-winning report concluded beforehand. The Spanish Air Force report does not go into much detail when it comes to Captain Camaro's testimony, however. He simply say he was mistaken. If the pilot was traveling at Mach 1.4 towards a factory that was producing the lights, surely he would have eventually come to that stationary location and overpass it. And how do flare-ups from a factory appear as objects on both civilian and military radar? And how do they move about on such radar? The captain came out shortly after to tell his own version of the events and said on record that the U.S. 6th Fleet with the Iwo Jima position was known to the Spanish military, and it was too far away to affect his F-1 Phantom. He indicated his fighter jet worked perfectly up until he locked on one of the objects with an IR missile. Then, and only then, did things not work as they should. And if jamming equipment was used, there were several commercial flights over the U.S. 6th Fleet, and none were affected. The captain's video testimony seems to pop up on YouTube, only to be taken down shortly after, adding to the strangeness of this incident. And strangely enough, Flight JK-297 passed right over the 6th Fleet and the USS Nimitz, the same nuclear flight deck ship involved in the 2004 UFO incident that has made headlines around the world recently. You know the one where the U.S. government fully admits that they funded research into the UFO phenomenon via the Pentagon, the one where a U.S. Navy pilot records from his fighter jet and intercepts a UFO. But that story will have to wait for a future podcast. Until then, take care and keep your eyes to the skies. This podcast has been awarded by me, the narrator, as the best podcast in the world. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Unsolved Mysteries of the World. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or your other favorite podcast directory, and subscribe, rate, and review. We would really appreciate your support. If you haven't already, join us on Facebook to enhance this episode with photos, illustrations, and lively discussion. Look for our suggested links and do share this podcast with others. Perhaps you or someone you know will have a solution to this mystery. This podcast is created by Cold Rasta Studios and includes music and sound effects by John Savoy, Albert Ray, Gerardo Garcia Jr., Rana Szilard, Madia Cupelli, Alex Lisi, Martin Kahlberg, and Adrian von Ziegler.